imagine if you're like, oh, well, my name's Sarah, but I like to be called Sally. The way that's the strangest mystery of all. Why the hell did she do this? But what if they were a Morris dancer? You see, so oh, that's true. They could dance yeah. on the coffin, or oh, I don't know. Dance? No, not dance on the coffin. That 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 wouldn't be the thing. Um. Anyway, we have Livy here today. Hello. Again. Hello again. Um, can't get rid of her. She just keeps coming back for more and more and more. More fun. We should give you a frequent flyer card or something. Yeah, that should be reaping some rewards, I feel, at this point. Like tokens. To create some kind of tier system for you. Yeah. Yeah. And we could have prizes for being the most here. Yeah, what kind of, I didn't see what kind of prize we could have for that. I think being here is, is a prize in and of itself, right? We could get her a branded t-shirt, but only one. Like, there'll only be one that exists, and it'll be Olivia's. And it'll only be one size, and it was not my size tough. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. It's personalised, but not that personalised. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think dancing on Morris Dancer's graves probably brings us nicely into this, this episode's topic. Exactly. This time we're going to be talking about Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, actually, not about Halloween. It's going to be spooky. Spooky is our theme. Generally spooky, scary stuff. That's what we're going to be talking about this time. For Halloween. This is the first time we're doing a themed episode for an occasion. Well, yeah, because usually the theme is just a general theme, but this time it's it's, uh, relevant to the season, so that's nice. Very nice. Um, and spooky. And spooky. Not nice. Spooky. Ghosts and we and ghouls. don't need to introduce Olivia because we all know who she is. Yeah. Um, so we could just start. Well, we could have a general discussion intro, I guess. Laura, do you believe do- in ghosts? Oh, oh, okay. Um, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yes, yes, I do. Actually, one time when I was alone in a dark place, I saw, no, I didn't see a ghost. Um, I... No, I don't think so. I mean, I am looking after this mansion that is sort of terrifying and I can't think about scary things while I'm here because it's too much and sometimes like the lights flicker and, and stuff. But it is an old house and that's because it has dodgy wiring rather than because there are spirits here. And there is that, that room which has blood that leaks from the walls, right? Oh yeah, the murder room. Yes. The murder room, yeah. <laughs> um, I, slept, I spent the night in the red room, which felt quite atmospheric. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty creepy here, but I feel like if I haven't seen a ghost here and it's pretty creepy, then where am I going to see a ghost? I was a bit scared here once because Laura went out for the evening and I thought I was fine, but actually left alone. Uh, There was an unexpected knock at the door and I sort of spooked and had to hide around the back. Um, keeping keeping my eyes peeled across the garden for was any it just the Amazon intruder. man and it turned out it was just an impromptu Amazon delivery man trying to deposit a package. Although but... the other day I did come downstairs at about eleven pm and I heard this sort of sound like, oh. and I wondered what it was and it turned out to be a woodpecker that had fallen down the chimney. Um, oh. So that I mean that was quite scary, but in a like you might get your face pecked off kind of way. Could we briefly touch on um, I think one of like the inspirational moments for this podcast, uh, which we never actually talked about yet, but I think is appropriate now with a spooky theme. And also Olivia, you mentioning um, the uh, the unexpected delivery. Can you just tell us quickly the story about the the scary meat that you received? Oh, okay. So, um, obviously this isn't my house. I look after this house for some people who haven't been here for over a year. 
Um, and one day I was driving back from somewhere, somewhere really glamorous. I don't know where it was. Um, and I saw a parcel on the driveway. And the driveway is quite long. Like, how many metres would you say it is? Well, metres? Like, 40 metres, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Would you, would about, you use about, feet? Uh, furlongs? Could we just put furlongs and <laughs> well, chains? Furlongs. It's, it's, enough, it's enough time to, like, be worth changing the song if it's bad um, before driving up it. Um, so it's quite a lot. And there's trees everywhere, so you can't really see... Mm-hmm. It's quite a mossy drive as well. You definitely cannot see the road from the house and the house from the road. Um, And there was this little parcel on the side, just halfway up the drive. And I went over to it and I thought maybe someone had, like, forgotten to put... No, wait. I thought maybe they had, like, dropped it out of the van. And because now a lot of delivery drivers are just, like, random people with cars rather than vans. Uh, So I was like, maybe it fell out, whatever. So I gave it a kick um, and it turned over... And it was a parcel full of mystery meat that had been... It was, like, wrapped in a clear cellophane and then the it was in one of those parcel bags, like the grey parcel bags that are just a thin layer of plastic. And that had been sliced open and folded and, like, folded back over. And so you could see, like, a whole bunch of dark meat, like, venison kind of colour, dark meat, and a bunch of flies. Um, and it was really creepy and weird. And then I called the police and said, somebody has left a parcel of mystery meat outside and they said don't eat it um (laughs) and then they were like this is really weird no one has ever called in with a mystery parcel of meat before let me just check that there are no other mystery parcels of meat in your area and there weren't and then um i put it in the bin and i posted it on one of those neighborhood groups just to see if anyone else had been part like sent a parcel of mystery meat and they were like no but i found a ham on the street the other day which was not very useful and then somebody was like maybe it's a meeting place um and then just loads of puns about meat happened um basically we had no idea what it could have been it was a really weird thing to have happened um very spooky so yeah if anyone's got any suggestions um that could be us to what it is i like that the police kind of try to identify patterns straight away that's very police-like behavior isn't it when they're like there's some mystery meat in your house. Maybe there have been other deposited at other properties. We will scour the area and check in. That was my favourite part of the story, where where they said, "Let me just quickly search if there's been any other any other mystery meats dropped around, like in their database of mystery meat that they maintain." <laughs> this was after he'd like laughed me out of the room. <laughs> he was like, yeah. um, and then the next week, I received a plastic lightsaber in the post that was addressed to me, and I have no idea who it was from. And to this day, I have no idea. Um, and that was the end of the mystery parcels. I think someone's playing with you, messing yeah, with your head. it's quite strange. I don't even like Star Wars, so... Thank you for that story, Laura. I think it's got us well and truly into the spooky mood. Ooh. Um, Josh, do you, do you want to go first? Because you... I do. How did you always know? Always go first. Um, and I think we're pretty on form. Like, we've just eaten some French toast. Um, we're ready to tackle any sort of spooky stuff you throw our way. I've done some pretty... Uh, I've done some research for this this time around. I'm pretty prepared for it. Um, and, it and you're going to be grateful because I think this is going to be a tough one. So it's a, it's a simple suggestion. What I want you to do is to create me a new uh, spooky, mysterious, legendary monster or creature for 2020. Ooh. Because, it because was, we have... Sorry, it was a pandemic. Was, coronavirus, not enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, was, I mean, that, was, that wasn't as fun, right? So... Here's where my research comes in, because I've, I've gone through the, the records and I found a lot of good examples from around the world 
of different kinds of um, legendary beasts. Because, you know, you've got minotaurs, you've got griffins, you've got hydras and centaurs and stuff like that. We all know those ones. Old hat. Exactly. But did you know that in ancient Greece, they had a creature called a hippolectrion, right? Which is a creature that had the four parts of a horse and the hind parts of a rooster. Ooh. Or a hippocampus, which had a horse, upper body of a horse and a lower body of a fish. That's interesting because they're quite different scales. Uh, not not just saying scales because of the fish there, but uh, like, how would you, you yeah, know, like, go would, would from ha- a horse that's so many hands to like a little slippery? And so would the horse sort of, because obviously maybe the back bit needs to be in water, so it would just, like a canal boat, sort of edge a- along the side of the canal and it would have its front hooves on the land <laughs> and then it's just its tail dangling along and it would just sort of hobble along. Or so it wouldn't it live in the water, but it would just like slide around on the floor really awkwardly. <laughs> these are crap. <laughs> I'm scared yeah, of they. Well, the thing no. is, these are pretty horrific. So it gets worse. Uh, Crocotta or Cynolycus is a creature with a body of a stag, a lion's neck, just the neck though, cloven hooves and a wide mouth with a sharp bony ridge in place of its teeth. It imitates the human voice and it calls men by name at night. And it devours those who approach it. Yeah. So that's a pretty horrible mix-up. Yeah, that, not, um, that lion neck will really do you in. Whew. But the thing is, is I started, as I was looking through these different creatures, I started to notice that there's a kind of trend or a pattern. And basically what they do is they just take a bunch of different animals and stick them all together. So, for example, the Tarasque from Provence in France has a lion-like head, a body protected by a turtle-like carapace, six feet with bear-like claws, a scaly tail like a serpent's tail, and it has poison breath, which I think is a pretty cool one to add on there. That one is very like-like-like. Like, they won't commit and say it had these aspects, but they were like, you know, turtle-like, lion-like, but not the actual. Also, I feel like the danger falls off when it it can't protect itself because of its massive lion mane that it can't get back inside its turtle body. <laughs> because either it's got a really wide neck so you can, like, get a dagger in it because mm. it's got to be big enough to get a lion's face in or it's a really small neck and then the lion's face will never go away so you could just get it in the face it just seems really awkward to try and deal with this thing and a maintenance nightmare like imagine brushing that mane and also protecting those little scale bits oh, just... yeah. you're going to need at least two different animal shampoos there aren't you straight away <laughs> maintenance <laughs> nightmare uh, I also did some other research uh, in other countries uh, outside Europe so in Japan I found a treasure trove of weird creatures oh. that they have, right? And I'm just going to run quickly through them. So, so the first one is called Akaname. Can you guess what it is? It's a, a demon that steals your shoes and then spits out the shoelaces on your face while you sleep. That, I think I actually read that one in the list. <laughs> <laughs> that one was a spirit who licks off filth in untidy bathrooms. Oh, that would great. be really useful. Really, it sounds great. I like it. Uh, there's Amazaki Baba, an old woman who asks for sweet sake, and brings disease. <laughs> <laughs> Does she bring you the disease if you give it to her or if you don't give it to her? It didn't, it didn't specify, which I feel like is a, a great omission on Wikipedia's part. <laughs> Sounds like every person's grandparents at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, any time anyone's welcoming them into the house. Bring like, me some wine! And I will give me. you the disease. Uh, we've got Amikiri, a neck-cutting, bird-headed, crustacean-armed, snake-bodied spirit. <laughs> that one sounds fucking terrifying. Yeah, and also it cuts your nets as well, and you don't want your nets to get Nets cut. or neck? Net. Oh, not, net. So, not so scary, actually. Uh, Orgamai is a giant toad which breathes rainbow-like smoke and wields a giant spear against whoever attacks it. <laughs> Are you just reading, like, Studio Ghibli plots here? Yeah, it does sound like that. 
Uh, well, this is the thing is that, is that I realized when I was reading these that actually Studio Ghibli, they didn't really invent anything. They just looked at this list and were like, oh, okay, wow, I'll just use a Kappa, which is a famous water monster with a water-filled head and love of cucumbers and sumo wrestling. Like, that's a movie <laughs> already made for me. <laughs> Those are great. So, yeah, and then the last two, I also found a lot which were um, about hanging from a tree. So you've got Uma no Ashi, which is a horse's leg, which dangles from a tree and kicks passers-by. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Akateko, which is a red hand dangling out of a tree. There were a lot of them that were hang- things hanging from a tree. Oh man! So yeah, so that's those are some inspiration for you um, of different uh, strange creatures, and and these are all very old. They're from a long like thousands of years ago. So I think that we need to invent at least two more for. 2020. Well, thank you for doing the research, Josh. That is really inspiring. Um, it sounds as though we need to come up with a quick fire sort of combo. Do you know what I mean? Like just any animal that pops into your head, like squirrel, rabbit, shark, tortoise, mm-hmm. dragon, panda, and then mm-hmm. take aspects of all of those out. That's too many for me to remember now. I've, I've, I've made this hard for myself, but like just do like a quick rapid fire combination up, like kind of like a Transformers-esque, you know, quick, yeah. quick, quick thing. And then add either something that means they're going to want to devour you, because like this dev- being devoured, kind of like mutilated thing seems to be a theme. Or they can be extremely useful and efficient around the home. Or like, both. That seems to be, or, or both, but probably, probably not, because then, you know, the efficiency is going to be outweighed by your demise, really. See, I, I was thinking more like 2020 theme, like, you know, we're all having a great year. It's very fun at the moment for everybody. <laughs> and obviously some of the animals of the year are like the pangolin and the bat. Ooh, okay. So we could do like a pangolin bat hybrid. I don't know if any other animals might have brought the virus. I wasn't really paying attention. I just really like pangolins. Um, so it could have like the fun. Like those have got long tongues that sort of lick things. Pangolins also look like they're a bit of a combination already, don't they? With their scales and their sort of like rodent, rodent-esque little noses, inquisitive claws. Yeah. But like add bat wings and the sonar stuff to that. And the sonar stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because that that came out of the conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Isn't that what they do? I don't know. Oh, the bats, I see. Yeah, yeah. the bats. Um, and then and then it could just lick people as it went past. Okay. Like, but it could do that thing where it like licks you on one shoulder so you look to the side, but it's not there. Walk me through this. So it's, it's, it's a pangolin. Yeah. But it has a bat's wings or a head or which parts of it? Bat's wings, it but also the hearing. Like the bouncy hearing. Bouncy hearing, as it's known, yes. So it's actually interesting because there was another one I found, uh, which I didn't mention, and it's called a batty bat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, it comes from uh, Ilocano uh, folklore in the Philippines. I think I said the name wrong, but anyway, it's from the Philippines. It takes the form of an ancient, grotesquely obese tree-dwelling female spirit. And basically, if you sleep near it, it will transform into its true form and attack the person by suffocating them and invading their dream space. Whoa, oh, wow. that's like a double invasion. It's pretty harsh. And then the thing is, though, is you can ward off the batty bat by biting <laughs> your thumb or wiggling your toes. With a bitey bite. <laughs> a bitey bite. <laughs> Goodbye, batty bat. I'm bitey biting my thumb. This is so silly. <laughs> so is this, what does this creature do? Is it, is it good for us or is it, is it problematic? I think it, it plays tricks on you, like mischievous tricks. So it does that thing where it taps you on the shoulder. Maybe it, like, it does things... You know when there's all these stories about like, naughty children when everyone goes to bed and then the child sneaks down and eats a corner of the pie? Like, that's the sort of thing that this creature will do. Like, eat a corner of the pie and then blame it on you? Yeah. It might um, make things a bit slippery, so you sort of trip over. 
it would empty your windscreen wiper fluid so you can't see when you're driving and you feel like you just topped it up like all these sort of like irritating things that you sort of blame yourself for but or could blame somebody else but actually it's and that is very much a 2020 theme isn't it passing on the blame or the buck to Mm. another yep okay but then the last thing we need is a name for it then what's it called joshua (laughs) (laughs) is it the botty bot no no we can't (laughs) what about the lick sneak the lick sneak the lick sneak that's really good it's licky it's sneaky yep it's got good scales. It kind of reminds me of a Pokemon, but we're not getting down that trail again. I'm just again. checking if that's already a, if that's already a Pokemon. A lick sneak. Uh, and it's not. No, good. Okay, it's, you could have lick sneak. I've been thinking of animal combos in my head whilst you were talking. I think I will go for the head of a panda, the body and the bulk of an oryx, which is like an ancient form of cow that used to patrol the plains. Bovine, bovine body, and then maybe the tail of a stingray. So it's got a bit of a sting in the tail. And it's so swishy. Swishy, but it looks really cute and fluffy when it it first appears because you're just taken in by its pandery. Does it have udders? It could do, yeah, to feed its young. You've got to to think about how, you know, do the whole picture here, like, you know, mother, father, young, how it's going to reproduce because you can't just have a one-off, you know, it needs to be sustained, sustainable. So it's a a mammalian menace you've created here. Yes, I think so, but with a sting in the tail. Does it have any magical powers? Um... I think so. Maybe it like <laughs> just check through my. Uh... Maybe it maybe it has poison in it. So that's not magical, obviously, but maybe it has poison sting, and it also has the ability to quote Confucian philosophy, obviously, with its oh. kind of panda panda brain. Can it shoot evil milk at you? Possibly, yeah. From the others, mm. yeah. This sounds fearsome. What's it called? I guess it would be called so. In my head, I'm like, Panda Ray, no. Um, (laughs) Panda Ray sounds like a great country musician. Oh, that song, it's so... Panda Ray, my song, squirted with poison milk. Or, no, not Radar, that's something. Also, when it writes down its name, it could write Panda, then Ray, and so you think it's a panda called Ray, and then it turns up and it really fucks you up. Nice. All right, well, I think we have some some legends we can spread amongst our children and their children's children and so on. Mm Mm-hmm. Terrify down the generations. I've also done some research today. This is what Josh has inspired me. And I'm going to bring to you, for your attention, an actual spooky um, story or like a sort of scary tale um, that Mm -hmm. people where I live in Bath know. Um, And that is the legend of Sally in the Woods. Um, And this relates to a piece of road um, just off the A363 um, coming out of Bath uh, before Monkton Farley. And the the road itself (laughs) is known as Sally in the Woods. Are you scared yet? Bloody terrified. I'm, I'm laughing with terror. <laughs> Blanching. Um, and this is a piece of road. It's got like some woods above it. And the legend goes that it's named after obviously somebody called Sally, a lady called Sally. Um, <laughs> it's not Sally Lund from Sally Lund's Bonds. Oh God, you've got it. No, no, it's not that. <laughs> okay. It's a different. It's a different Sally. Um, apparently, we only, apparently we only have Sallys in Bath. There's no other name apart from Jane's, obviously Jane Austen's. But yeah. Um, but she is reputed, this woman, to haunt the woods at night. What a cow. And um, 
over the course of like time passing, there have been along this road eight separate deaths and oh. only seven of them, oh no, I should say seven of them cannot be explained, but I can't give you the answer as to why the eighth is explainable. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it was like somebody <laughs> walked off the edge. Yeah. How, what kind of deaths though? Like, well, this is it. So, this also, What do you mean you can't explain it? So they cannot be explained, as in, you know, there was no accident, there was no um, rationale for why they expired. Whether, they're just dead on well, the they're just found on the floor. They could just be dead on the floor. They could be, um, like, I guess, in their cars still. Like, the, the, the detail is not forthcoming, so you have to use your imaginations here as to why. Are there any um, horses' legs hanging in these trees? Could be, yeah. It could have been they took a horse's hoof to the brain. <laughs> that would be pretty explainable, though. Like, there's a hoof print on their forehead. That seems like and it's still, it's still twitching. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. But so, yeah, so you've got to try and figure out why these seven deaths happened and also um, confirm for me why it's Sally in the woods because there's differing theories as to who this Sally is. Maybe she was a woman who lived in the 18th century in Bath who mm. um, she was married to a gamekeeper, but then when he died, she had to flee into the woods because she was like a widow, you know, person of suspicion in the community. And then she had to live yeah. in the woods and maybe it's named after her or maybe there was a girl who was murdered um, who was called Sally. So it's like Did you just make young... up that first scenario? The witch scenario? The woman who was a widow? No, no, that is like oh, okay. reputed to be one of the reasons why oh, it's called this. So you've got to make your decisions about which one and, is um, the case. Can you tell us more about these deaths? Because they could just all be children or they could all be dogs. Yeah, so they are pe- not dogs. They are... <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want them to be dogs. And then that might feed into why they're, they can't be explained. Okay, okay. I see, we're, we're creating this scenario yeah, for ourselves. Yeah, I'm giving you the, the, the bare bones of the legend because it is, okay. like most spooky stories, there's, there's kind of different interpretations and, you know, it doesn't always logically make well, sense. all the people called Sally? Could be, yeah. But it's all spelt differently. It's like Sally. Is it a Hindu name that's like spelt Sally? And it's like... One's short for Salvador or... Salvador yeah. Dali. Or, Sal- Sal- or Sally Sally Dali, as they called it. <laughs> Okay, so Liv's not going to give us anything here. We are coming up with the scenario ourselves. You're using your own imagination. So, yeah, so what I've given you is that there are eight deaths to account for. And then on the other hand, you've got to try and work out why it's called Sally in the Woods. Is Sally a person? Obviously, we've got the Sally Army. Very relevant. What's the Sally Army? The Salvation Army. Oh, the Salvation Army. Oh, wow. (laughs) No one's ever called it the Sally Army. My mum calls it the Sally Army. She's like, (laughs) going to take this old chair down the Sally Army, get rid of it. That's never been. Is that like Cockney rhyming slang? Like, out <laughs> of the Sally Army in the woods. You know what I mean? No, I'm sorry. Or... I think the 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 explainable death is of Sally Lunn. Josh, you probably don't know who Sally Lunn is, but she owns this bun shop in Bath where they make these crap buns. Livy and I went there once. They're just like oversized tea cakes that are really expensive. Yeah, the best thing I think I had on mine was loads of lemon curd. Yeah. Um. So so Sally Lunn has a bun shop. There's a group of Sallies in, in Bath um, who are, they sort of go around different establishments and rate them. And they give Sally of Sally Lunn Bun a bad, bad bit of press. And Sally Lunn lures them into the forest and then mm-hmm. throws her stale buns at all of them and they all die, apart from her. And then she kills herself by eating loads of Sally Lunn buns and getting too and heavy boxes. and she falls off. And they're cool. <laughs> she eats all their corpses and gets too full up, and then she can't walk home. 
that she dies of hypothermia. And that's the explainable death, because it's like, well, she died of hypothermia. Yeah, so Sally kills the Sallys with a Sally Lund bun. Interesting. It's weak, I think, but... I, I think, think it's got it's got it's got some potential. I would say. How does she lure them to the woods, though? Um, she leaves a trail of mixed peel and candied nuts. I see. Hansel <laughs> <laughs> and Gretel. If you saw a trail of mixed peel and candied nuts, would you follow it? Oh, <laughs> this is like you know <laughs> the eighteen hundreds, and you know um, maybe they're hungry. When did the deaths occur? Were they recent? Um, you eighteen hundred could be at any time really in history. So they could okay. be in the last thirty years. They could be over you know a period of so it could of be years. a bunch of Sallies like from different times in history have all complained about the buns. So it's like anyone that complains about the buns, that's fine. Like you know they leave them a four star review on TripAdvisor, and she's like, oh gosh. But then <laughs> if it's a Sally that leaves a bad review, then she is allowed to kill them. Okay, so that's like the caveat. She, she set herself some, some rules. She's like, I'm going to kill people, but only if they have the same name as me. And they give me less than five stars. <laughs> I'm having a real trouble um, knowing which of this is like local facts that I don't know, <laughs> and which of this is just stuff that you made up just now. So everything, I, everything I've told you is, is like part of the legend. So the legend obviously isn't like fully complete like many sort of spooky tales and okay. ghostly sightings is it a real legend or did you yeah. make it up no it's real okay it good, is real good, all, right. all all you know uh, plot fa- faults are not my fault basically is what i'm trying to say apart from the fact they, might, they might not be dogs they might not be dogs yeah okay so when they say unexplainable deaths right because when someone's dead <laughs> when someone's dead you're like okay they're dead you know that that's obvious yeah but when it's unexplainable it's like why are they dead and it could be, they were just normal. So they were just standing there, but they were, oh no, it doesn't make any sense. They just drop dead and then they, they do a, like a, what do you call them? Afterwards, the thing. A post-mortem. post-mortem. And they're like, well, they didn't get, they didn't have a heart attack. They didn't. They were in otherwise peak physical health. So there's no explanation. They didn't have a nut allergy their and they're covered in peanuts. Like, you know. <laughs> so... <laughs> That one explainable death, that was, you know, that was the Sally with the peanut allergy, God rest her soul. Poor Sally. Sally Alley, as they used to call her. (laughs) Is this anywhere near that bridge in Bath where you have to pay 80p to get across? No. Because that's a scary thought. And I've been conned by that many a time, and that might scare people so much that they die. The only way that we can explain this death is because they were so shocked at paying 80p to cross a bridge. In this day and age. Yeah, because you just don't expect to pay 80p to that man with a bucket. This is very mysterious. I'm, I'm, I'm really unsure about these eight deaths. Are would you, you be, would you be scared to go to the road after dark to try and probe more? Why would you go after dark? So here's the thing, right? Because you said that she haunts it. Uh, she haunts it after dark, right? And yeah. I, whenever they go to investigate a mystery, they always go after dark. It just seems like a bad idea. Why would you do that? Because like, no one ever haunts it during the day. It's like oh, and then at around two fifteen p.m., the the ghost of the the old abbot at the inn comes around and he just shakes everyone's hand and it's very sunny and it's very clear to see what's going on. Like, that never happens. It's always like at, you know, at midnight when it's very dark and no one knows what's going on. Shrouded in secrecy and... Exactly. I think maybe... Is there like anything on this road that would benefit from it being spooky? Like a cafe that was doing a, a bit badly in business and they needed something to make people go there. Well, there is a popular uh, wild swimming spot just below the road. 
um, called where they Wally all Weir. Drowned. Where um, I would no, I would say hipsters go to take the photos of each other, like glistening bodies, oh. in the in the weir. But that, other than that, no, nothing in the immediate vicinity. Oh, so is, is, is there a graveyard nearby? Because I feel like there's drumming up support for that. Um, not that I'm aware of, but maybe behind the woke weir. Maybe there is the woke weir. Yeah, the woke weir. Is <laughs> very, very woke. Uh, I mean, I just don't think they've tried hard enough to explain the deaths. You're, you've not tried at all. You've literally done no explaining. You have. No, I'm, I'm going to explain the deaths. Okay. One of them died from uh, a bullet to the leg. Another one died from fright because they saw the other person that was dead. The third one tried to help them and then fell down the hill and broke their crown like Jack and Jill. Uh, another one, the fourth one, came along and they uh, saw a ghost and had a heart attack and died. The fifth one came along and they got hit by a car. It was pretty sad. The sixth one died because a chupacabra came along and sucked all their blood out. The seventh one died because another ghost came along and scared them again. <laughs> the same ghost? It was the same ghost, and it was and it was Sally's ghost. Oh, so Ooh. you can explain Sally as a ghost. Um, I think so you're terrible and, at this. I, um, and the eighth one is explainable because someone else already did that. I think, I think you've got too many explainable deaths in that, yeah. and that's the scariest thing of all. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. and it happened a hundred years ago tonight. <laughs> um, whenever you're listening to this, it was a hundred years ago, exactly. <laughs> That's the spookiest thing. been driving around recently um, and I have passed the same place a couple of times and each time it's had something different sort of on offer and so the first time I passed it um, it had a corn maze a maze maze and that was there for like about a week and then it went away again and then I passed it recently and it had a pumpkin patch Ooh. in the same place so they're obviously okay. kind of monopolising on whatever the seasonal kind of quirk is um, yes. And so I thought, I think that will probably be, you know, gone soon. And I thought, maybe you are offered the opportunity to use a space such as this to create mm-hmm. your own place. Um, and you are sort of instructed to create a haunted house. So you're given the shell of a house in this space, which is only up for Halloween. Um, mm. And you have a couple of days to set up a haunted house. Um, and you are only allowed to use things that you can buy from a supermarket. What would you use and how would you make this haunted house something that people would be talking about for years to come and worth going to? I mean, my first thoughts are just buy a load of candles, buy a load of flammable liquid and just conflagrate the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Simple, clean. (laughs) Strong, strong. But maybe dangerous. You don't want any any electric lights, that's for sure. So so I think you, you want to get get rid of all the light bulbs. Put in some black lights, maybe, if you can get them from the supermarket. Otherwise, candles, yeah. Seem good. I mean, I'm assuming that you're not going to be doing a risk assessment and there's no social distancing. So don't worry too much about, you know, not 
killing people. Okay. I think it okay. adds to the effect anyway, doesn't it? It really? adds to the effect, yeah. Maybe kill a few people and hang the corpses in there. <gasps> Maybe hang their legs from the trees. <laughs> yeah, get some horses' legs that can kick you and red hands. Those horses' legs you can buy in the supermarket. What else? Maybe get some, some old sheets and make them dirty and hang them from the walls. Some old That's sheets scary. from the supermarket. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess you'd have to have new sheets, but then kick them around a bit. <laughs> yeah, get new sheets and then, um, and then like, make them dirty and hang them on the walls. That's, that's, that's confusing. Why, is, why are they there? Why are there dirty sheets on the walls? I'm just thinking, um, obviously, this uh, supermarket is in England because if you're in Wales right now, you'd be totally stuffed because yeah, you can't buy non-essential items in Wales. Stuff. <laughs> and all of these items are non-essential. So you've got some dirty sheets that you've kicked around. Are they brushed okay. cotton? Like, you know, are they patterned? No, no patterns, just, just plain. Plain. With, with, and, but you rub them in the soil outside to make them dirty. Okay. Rub them in the soil. Um, I can think soil of a, a scenario a bit yes. like Home Alone, you know, when he sort of turns his whole house into a bit of a trap. Like, could you get oh. really thick Domestos bleach and, like, put it on all the floors so when you walk on the floors it goes slippery and slidey and you just get really discombobulated. And then you get a ball over. Burnt from all the bleach. Yeah. Well, can I just clarify, what's, is the goal to make it really scary? Yeah, you're not meant to or be killing the people. The, the goal is to make it noteworthy, a talking point. Right, okay. So you don't want people to die in it because then they can't talk about how great it was. Um, okay. And it's meant to be something that people enjoy but are scared by. I like those um, those sort of like stress landscape toys where you could get loads of rice, dry rice, and people could like rake the rice into scary. That Ooh. sounds just relaxed. Like also a feel, also a feel really garden. rested. Yeah. <laughs> Scary rice zen garden. <laughs> I'm very relaxed and also scared. It's a very scary, confusing feeling. I mean, us. cooking rice is quite a scary activity for me. Like, <laughs> just have five bo- like pans of rice on the boil at the same time. You're like, and you've got oh to gosh. deliver a perfect rice dish. What about just making it? Because I feel like sometimes when you see stuff, it's just really confusing, and it, and that's quite scary. Like maybe you could get a bunch of fruits and then just stack the fruits up on each other, and then like, why is fruits there like that? <laughs> Or like, oh, or like, get loads of bananas and then take out all the middle bits and then just like layer the skins inside each other, and like, or like, to get a melon and then put and then fill it with the banana juice. And it's like, why is there bananas inside the melon? Oh, that sounds horrible. Yeah, it's pretty exactly. gross. Um, that, that seems confusing. That's what, some... <laughs> not what I was expecting. I mean, obviously, you can get all of the red fruit and like vegetables, like tomatoes, strawberries, smush some raspberries mm. around, make it look pretty gruesome. And smell really ketchup. bad. Yeah, Get ketchup. ketchup and smear that on it. So would you have actors or would you go just for making weird things happen? I would go actors because, you know, interaction with strangers, there's nothing more terrifying. <laughs> Especially when you're not in control. But that, but that, it has to be from the supermarket. So you just get like the really unhelpful checkout operators. Oh, and you get lost in there and then they like, you ask them for help and they're like, oh, I don't know, sorry. And then it's just really frustrating, and you can't get out of a particular room, and you keep asking them for help, and they're like, "Sorry, I don't know," and it's just it's very yeah. scarily unhelpful. And you can also have one of those self checkouts in there, and it doesn't matter how many times they try and help you, like you just won't weigh <laughs> the piece of ginger correctly, and you'll be there forever. Unexpected item in bagging. <laughs> you can borrow There's the signage. There. You can borrow the signage from IKEA. Yeah. Um, so basically, you're replicating a supermarket. You're basically in a haunted house. supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're taking a making a haunted supermarket instead. Yeah. Basically, like lockdown. You get given a shopping list on the way in, and then you can't find anything. You can't find any items. Also, you could clearly wrap somebody in loo roll and make them a mummy. That's easy to do, isn't it? Oh, fantastic! That is that's the best idea we've had so far. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, have you solved this scenario in one minute? I think so. Yeah. That was really quick. 
It was very easy, Laura. Oh. It turns out we can make haunted houses really easily. So let's let's have a, a walkthrough. So you walk through the front door and then okay. and then uh, you ketchup splats on you. Oh blood. Yeah. Tastes good. <laughs> okay, okay. So you lick yep. the ketchup off and then yep. you keep walking. And then you see a sculpture that is a banana skin filled with melon juice or whatever Josh said. Oh, the other way around. There's like a melon filled with bananas, juice, and, and, a, and a banana filled with melon. And it's like, what is that? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, gosh, that's scary. And then you go up the stairs. You start walking up the stairs and then... Toilet roll mummy. Toilet roll mummy comes uh, barreling down towards you. You have to yeah. take a side step. I mean, but in these times, surely it'd be scarier to have no toilet roll than to have a surplus of toilet roll being used as a mummy. But then you've just got an actor barreling <laughs> down, down the stairs towards the stairs. you. <laughs> <laughs> With a bunch of empty toilet roll bags. Um, okay, and then you get to the top of the stairs and you don't know where to go. What happens? You look on the walls and you see some clearly quite new sheets that have been quickly rubbed in some soil. <laughs> so they've been soiled. Oh, gosh, so scary. Oh, no, I still don't know where to go. It's just confusing, like, why are they there? And it makes you wonder, like, what's happening? Oh, and then you go into a door, and it's the library. And in the library, there's an old lady there. She's like, can you help me get that thing down from there? And so you reach up to the top shelf to get the thing down for her, and then two arms pop out of the thing, and they tickle you. (laughs) And you get really scared because it tickles you. Also, what supermarket have you been to lately where there has a library? Well, I was thinking of a shelf, but then I thought, like, it would be weird to have a shelf of products in the house. Uh, I mean, the whole scenario is pretty odd. I think it's really good so far. Okay, what's next? So then you, you, uh, you get out of that room quickly... And what do you encounter next? Some old meat on the floor. You sidestep the old meat and... uh... Slip on a patch of bleach! Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then you find the other set of stairs and you start to walk down those stairs and what happens? And then you're in the gluten-free aisle. (laughs) Gluten-free (laughs) aisle! And the only pasta you can find is gluten-free. Oh, gosh. And you have to cook it. Yeah. And you cook it for too long. Yep. Oh, and it becomes that horrible sludge. Congealed. Oh, this that gives me the creeps. nightmare. Um, so then you get to the bottom of the stairs and... and it's just um, the store manager asking you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't leave because the door's locked. Oh, and, and yeah, but he gets really irate and then does a go at you and tells you off. Okay. <laughs> Then you somehow leave and you go into the garden. And there, what supermarket has a garden? Oh, this is the house or supermarket? I can't remember now. It's a house. It's very hard to tell. But it's the whole the, time the you don't know whether it's a house or a supermarket. You've made it into a supermarket. It was always a house. As far as I was concerned, it was always a supermarket. <laughs> since, since, since we got that idea. Okay, so you're outside and so you, you get all the kicked staff. in the head by a horse's leg. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you get back to your car and... You haven't got any washing up liquid. No, wait, what's it? Windscreen wiper liquid... It all ran out. Because the little <laughs> lick sneak came and stole it. <laughs> and you get in your car and you drive away across the uh, Sally Danger Forest. Yeah, Sally in the Woods Road. Um, and then you... Find eight inexplicable corpses. <laughs> <laughs> and you're never seen or heard of again. Excellent. Um, well, I'm scared. <laughs> Me too. I can't uh, wait to go to this haunted house. I'll get you guys uh, the job. <laughs> <laughs> wait, was this whole thing an interview? <laughs> the whole time? <laughs> Yep, you are both hired as um, project, project managers. managers. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been scared by any of the events that have happened in this podcast, uh, you can contact us on our email address. 
which is one of many pilots at gmail.com. Has anyone ever emailed us, Josh? Uh, well, since this is the first time that I actually mentioned the email address the whole time, I don't think they have. And if you have any suggestions for good scenarios, email us with those suggestions. I didn't even know we had an email address until you told me. I forgot until now that we have an email address, so good work, us. All right, thanks, Josh. I hope you have a spooky Halloween. Have a spooky Thank day. You. Sleep well if you can. Yeah, don't be scared. I'll try not to. Bye. 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 Um, what about the sound that a, a lick sneak would make? Like. Yep. Or because it's drinking, the, it's like... Good. That's it, drinking your windscreen wiper fluid. Um, these are like outtakes for the end. <laughs>